Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast. It's another beautiful Friday, Eric McLean, to talk some football. And yet again, Duke is in our big three. No one on planet Earth would have predicted that Duke would make two separate appearances in the big three by September, whatever. But here we are, Mac. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's crazy, KG. Come on. I'm excited to see this Duke Blue Devil team. And uh, I think Coach Elko mm. might have seen it. Other than that, I agree. Nobody else. Nobody else knew that. Uh, but yeah, great weekend of football. Loaded up. Some really fun games on here. And we are a week away from conference play all throughout. Cannot wait. Some of these teams, of course, have dabbled mm. in the play of conferences, uh, but some are about to dive right into it. Uh, so, KG, I'm excited. I'm excited to get it going. I like the way you said that, Mac. Dabbled in the play of conferences. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. That is hard to believe. It's going to be October. It's going to be spooky season. And, you know, we've got a lot of great games on October 1st coming up, including Clemson NC State. Just a teaser, all right? That Wednesday episode for a special guest I'll just say this, Mac. There will be more than one guest. Come on. Gosh. Is this the biggest episode? This is the biggest episode we've ever done. Ever. I would say so. Outside of Media Day, Media Day doesn't count. But it's going to be that type of vibe, just so y'all know. Mm -hmm. Just so y'all know. It's going to be very fun. So just get ready for that. And if you missed our KJ Henry episode on Wednesday, go listen to it now. Go watch on YouTube. Subscribe. All that jazz. Um, We'd really appreciate it. Before we start breaking down these games, I want to, in the... In the spirit of transparency, tell the listeners that you and I are both seven and eight so far in our picks. Seventy-eight. It's a great number. Seventy-eight. That's Max old number. Not bad. Not amazing. Just kind of somewhere in the middle. So this week could be where we separate because I think we're disagreeing a little bit on some of Uh these lines. Uh Um, And I got to be honest, Mac. All of these lines. They're weird. Like, all of these lines to me are weird. They smell fishy. I don't know what Vegas is up to. I don't right. love it. But yeah. it's going to be fun. I'm betting they're going to change a little bit before Saturday, too. I think there's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit of change in the air. We're recording this early, guys. This isn't Saturday morning. So I think this thing is uh, I think it's going to change a little bit. The other thing, a little bit of a vet move here by me, mm-hmm. uh, it only took 200 wait, what episodes is 208. It only took 208 episodes to realize this. I didn't put my picks in the rundown that I sent to Smart. KG. So now she does not know. She can't have the competitive advantage. This is straight up. We're figuring it out right now together. So I can't copy you. Even though, <laughs> no, of course, no, no, we're no. So you can't pick against each. me and try to get her win. Like Coach Coach Rick sometimes does that. It's unbelievable. Because he has the luxury of going last. I get that. Okay. <laughs> but still, I don't like these lines. Anyway, you'll see why. Let's jump into our big three breakdown, the three biggest games of the weekend. And we'll start with the biggest, the game between two undefeated ACC teams. Number five, Clemson, at number 21, Wake Forest. This is a nooner on ABC. Right now, Clemson is a seven-point favorite. The total is at 55 and a half. The line is very interesting to me at the beginning. I thought it would be more. When you look at how Clemson has dominated Wake Forest in recent history, really since Dabo Sweeney's been there, he hasn't lost to Wake the last loss to Wake was 2008, and that wasn't Dabo. That got Tommy Bowden fired. So right. it's it's been a long time. And as we were talking with K.J. Henry, 
This is a Clemson defense that seems to never really have any issues with the slow mash that Wake runs. And Wake's coming off a weird game where they only beat Liberty by one. I st- I'm just surprised by this low line, Mac. I am too. Um, and I'm even more surprised by this. ACC, two weeks in a row, biggest game of the weekend with ranked opponents, ranked matchups, excited for this one to be another one. I can't believe, honestly, that game day is not here uh, at this game. Uh, I think it just goes to they're show probably, respect. They're probably saving up for Clemson-NC State, perhaps. You don't want to go, go to, Clem- see the you don't back do to a back. Clemson game two weeks they, away. I'm sure they um, did that with Georgia a year ago. I'm sure that they well, did. Well, always. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, when, when I'm looking at this, I, I, like you, I was surprised to see that line. I thought it would be double digits for sure. Just historicals and, and what right. Clemson has you know done to Wake Forest these last 13, 14 times that they've played. And so when you look at that, uh, I'm with you, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised it hasn't changed yet. This was the, the, the same line that was on Monday, and it's uh, you know later in the week. So excited to, to just see this game. You know, I think that there's – a lot of things that each team could take advantage of. Let's start on the Clemson side. I, I've been so impressed with DJ and, and to see his progress, to see his transformation right before our eyes and the way that he is really, you know, just taking all this criticism in stride, doesn't care, just keeps going right. uh, and, and and is getting better each and every week. His mobility has been fantastic. We did not see that once last year with, with him, you know, freely, running when lanes were open and taking those open shots and really being a difference maker, you know, with his legs. He's a big, strong guy. He runs the the draw uh, very effectively. He has this like long hesitation where he sticks it and then cuts. It's almost like a, a sham God, if you will, for those basketball <laughs> players out there. Uh, he's just throwing that thing out there on a rope and bringing them right back. Uh, just killing people with that. But also, you know, trust in his pocket. Come on, kid. Could you sham God, KG? Have you ever done the sham God in a game? Of course. No, not a game. <laughs> not a game. <laughs> of course. Of course. I didn't try okay. to dribble as much, Mag. I was trying to get that ball off. That's catch and shoot. Catch and yeah. shoot. I understand. But just to see the progress from, from DJ KG, has it's been really impressive. It has. And I thought KJ Henry's insight on this whole thing was really fascinating because, you know, we always forget that these guys are so young. And I've we've asked different people this question, but I just don't think a player can prepare mentally for the pressure and the scrutiny that you get when you're a quarterback, especially at Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, whatever. And I think it took I think it it slapped DJ in the face last year like it really did. And and the fact that he was able to come back, not just better, be better physically, but obviously He's been able to master some things mentally. And, you know, when you have – there's Sam. Sam's there's ready. Sam right Sam's excited. Sam says, amen. That's what she says. Um, Sam may be a little bit of a Clemson fan. We're not sure. But when you look at the mental aspect of this quarterback battle, you know, on the flip side, Sam Hartman talked to us last year about how he had to overcome some things mentally. And now, of course, he's overcoming things physically, um, getting back on the field, which is great. But when you look at Wake's offense and Clemson's defense and that matchup, Mac, Clemson's defense has really dominated. With right. the slow mesh, when you when you have guys up front that are just um, game breakers um, and they can get through and they can tackle that running back the second he gets it, they can blow that play up. We think Brzee will be back. We think Tyler Davis will be back. Xavier Thomas, we're not sure. But that the the Clemson D-line to me is is the game changer here. What can Wake do to thwart that, Mac? Like what what can they do differently than they have that they haven't done in the past? Yeah, well, what's gonna be really interesting, KG, is is seeing what do they do schematically? Like, do they change it up? Do they change and not try to really force the issue with that mesh, whether it's the RPO or the run game, knowing that historically 
It does not work. It does not work yeah, against Clemson. Exactly. They get too much pressure. They get too much penetration. Their defensive line is just better than, than your offensive line. And that's been the case year in and year out here now. I don't think you want to die on that hill trying to prove that point mm. that our guys are, are much better. So to me, use what you have to your advantage. You have unbelievable wide receivers. These right. guys are emerging as one of the best units in the entire country. We knew about the top three, okay, with Marin, A.T. Perry, Green. We knew they were going to be really good. My guy, Keyshawn Williams, is stepping up, had a huge game a week ago. Jamal Banks is showing that he is a, a more than ready to you know contribute type of guy. Get the ball in their hands mm-hmm. quick. Max Pro, chip with, with your uh, tight end and or running back. Slow those guys down to where you can get the ball out. And I'm not saying you have to take these crazy shots downfield, but when you do, you expect those guys to win. Clemson's banged up in the secondary. Right. We're not That's sure right. the status you know, of those guys and who's playing, who's not playing, who's going to be available. If you have a freshman on A.T. Perry, let's ride. Like, I'm trusting that guy, you know, 10 out of 10 times that he's going to be able to win that matchup and he's going to be able to do the things necessary. But the, all that it revolves around is can you protect Sam to even be in that situation? Can, can you do that? Because Clemson's defensive line is coming, and they're schematically, they're going to blitz. They, they've seen even what – I love what KJ said. He said Liberty looked at what we did – and they did that the first couple of plays. So what does that tell you? Clemson's defense, Clemson's scheme is still going to work, even though this is a different year, even though this is 22, with better players. Clemson obviously has better defensive players than Liberty has. So that's what I'm excited to see, KG. What do they, you know, can they get after it? Is that breaking news? Uh, and, and uh, you know, get after Sam and, and put him in a tough situation on the defensive side of the ball for Wake Forest. Just create turnovers. You That's do it so well. I mean, they're they're top ten in the country at forcing turnovers. And if you look from a year ago, they're even higher when you combine the two years. So you know, put stress on these wide receivers who have not you know really delivered time and time again for DJ. Force them into those tight windows, and maybe you can can steal a ball. But it, it's going to be fascinating. I think kind of the X factor, if you will, of this game is just going to be Will Shipley and how hard can he run? How much can he you know really force the issue? That, as we know, is going to open up passing lanes for DJ. If I'm Clemson, I'm running the ball first and foremost because I know Wake can't. So if you're Clemson, you can control the clock and control how the game's played. To me, turnovers are the key here. If Clemson turns the ball over twice or more, I think Wake has a very good shot of winning this game. And some of that could be, you know, the young wide receivers. If DJ throws up some 50-50 balls and those get picked, that's a huge game-changer, game-breaker. So I think the turnovers are huge. When you Going back to Wake's offense – you basically said it, but I want to clarify. If you're Wake, are you just forgetting about the run? Like, are you just not even trying to run it? I, I don't think you can quite forget about it. Um, and again, we, we talk about being balanced, right? Balance does not necessarily mean 50-50. Balance doesn't mean if I call 20 passes, I have to run it 20 times. Balance really at its core means if presented with the opportunity, I can do this. Mm. So if Clemson is leaving the box wide open. If Clemson is saying, hey, our three guys up front are going to get enough pressure, we're going to really try to max out on the in the coverage and make it hard for Sam to throw the ball, then the balance part is you should be able to run on that. You should be able to establish something there if given the situation. So, again, don't force the issue. Don't abandon it because you have to – you can't just let people tee off. If they know – think think about if, if Brian Brzee knows that you're passing it every time. What is he going to yeah. do? He's going to put his – butt up in the air, take off, and just not even worry about run fits. And so if that's the case, I think it could get ugly quickly. 
but certainly more of an emphasis getting the ball to our weapons and do it quick. Right. So don't completely abandon it, but also know... No just know you you're kind advantage. of running. You're just running to show it. Okay? Yeah, you're, you're not running like to keep him honest. Right, exactly. But in the way Wake's going to win this game is a, I think, forcing turnovers and b, getting the ball to their wide receivers who are yep. better than right. I think the wide receivers are better than Clemson's DBs right now because of Clemson's injuries, and of course, just the overall wide receiver room. I think Wake's is better than Clemson, so that oh, that is yeah. your advantage, Mac. Before you give us your key to the game, and we make a pick here. I'm going to give you my stat, and this has to do with the lovely spread that we are discussing. Clemson <laughs> is a seven-point favorite. Clemson is 3-1 and one against the spread in their last four games versus Wake Forest. And as I mentioned earlier, I'll just throw this in there. Wake has not defeated Clemson since 2008, which got Tommy Bowden fired. So 3-1 and one against the spread in the last four. That surprised me a little bit that Clemson has covered that much against Wake as of late. Right. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I think it's pretty crazy to look at. The key for me is is really simple, and it's the same key for uh, just opposite sides of the ball. For Sam Hartman and, and the Deeks, it's just give him time. Let him throw the football. Protect him at all costs. If, if that guy can go back there and go through one or two reads, man, you feel really good about your situation. That means guys are getting blocked, your, your offensive line is doing their job, and you're probably throwing for a bunch of yards. On the defensive side of the ball for Clemson, you got to get after that guy. You you have to make him uncomfortable. You have to get him moving out of the pocket. Do not just let him sit back there, build snowmen, and hit AT, hit Marin, hit Green down the field, screaming, you know, wide open for big plays and big touchdowns. So it, it's one and the same. I cannot wait to see this matchup. As I said, this is the best game on television this weekend. Uh, it's crazy that it's on at noon, but it's on ABC, and you know that leads in, you know, for a lot of eyes. And, and I think it's going to be yeah. a great game. A lot of people are going to love it. I like noon. I like noon right from game day into watching the game. That's and right. The ACC <laughs> is really owning ABC this weekend because you've got Clemson, Wake, and then UNC, Notre Dame at 330. We'll get to that in a second, though. I'm going to take Clemson minus seven, mainly because of just the, the his, recent history with Clemson versus Wake. I think I'm going over 55 and a half. When you look at last year, Clemson scored 40 plus, Wake scored 20 plus, And a lot of that Wake scored late. I, I think Wake is going to if this game goes similarly to last year, if, I'm not saying it will, Wake's going to try to keep scoring, try to make this score look as good as possible. But also, because of how quickly they can score, they're never really out of it. So I'm going to go over in Clemson minus seven. You know, I, I'm going Clemson minus seven for sure. I, th- I think they win by more than that. Um, and what's interesting to me is, is was last year's, you know, explosion of points Clemson letting off the pedal or Wake Forest figuring something out? That's what I can't wait to see because mm, obviously like in the they had quarter. a lot. Yeah, they had a lot of success. They scored a bunch That's of points interesting. in That's the interesting. second half. Was that just it was Clemson's third string? Was that Wake Forest? Okay, maybe this will work. So we'll see. I, I'm going to take the over as well. I think both of these offenses are better this year. Um, and, and so with that, we saw the explosion of points a year ago. I'm going over, going Clemson with the points. Give us all the points. We love it. (laughs) All right, Mac, as we said, Duke is in our big three yet again. And it's where they belong, frankly. Duke at Kansas. (laughs) Kansas is a seven and a half point favorite. This is also a noon game. You're going to need double screens on FS1. When Duke played Northwestern earlier in the year, they were on FS1. So this seems like a good omen here. Uh, why why wasn't game day at this game, Mac? Like we're, the That's disrespect. What, yeah. This is the real Champions Classic Come right on. here. 
Come well, on. here's the deal. It's history. They've never been to Kansas. They've never been to Duke. So it would be not cool. that you're knocking two out. But you go to Tennessee, Florida, is that oh, who it is? Boring. Like, come on. Come on. There's a better opportunity to go to Knoxville. That, that was This was a pretty big miss, I think. I Unbelievable. Agree. I agree. But they also just went to App State, so they wanted, they're like, let's go back to a Keep it going. Play. Keep it going. You know what also is weird? Game Day's been to, like, every game that's not their game. It's on another network. Yeah. It's on another channel. I, it's, it's strange. It's kind of weird. It doesn't make sense. But anyway, Kansas is a 7.5-point favorite here. The total is 66.5, which means people think there's going to be no defense. I think that's pretty high. But when you look at Kansas, Mac, they beat West Virginia. They beat Houston. They blew out Houston. Jalen Daniels is a star. He is a dual-threat quarterback for Kansas. He's actually a homegrown. He's, he's not from Kansas, but he's not a transfer. He's been there for three years, which kind of surprised me because I thought for sure he was a transfer, and I look him up. Right. No, he's been there forever. He's leading the country in QBR. He's accounted for 10 touchdowns in three games. This is a big test for Mike Elko, defensive mastermind. Yep. How does Duke scheme this up and contain Jalen Daniels? They haven't really seen a dual-threat quarterback like him this year. Yeah, well, I think what's interesting is, you know, just to touch on that number real quick, that's 66 and a half. These are some of the, or two of the most efficient offenses mm. in the entire country. Kansas, number one, Duke is like five or six. So these guys know. I love that the Kansas football. is number one. Right. Isn't that crazy? I mean, they're moving the football and they're scoring at a very high clip. I'll start with Kansas here because, as you said, Davis is freaky. Like his athleticism flies off of the screen that this guy is a heck of a runner he can absolutely kill you inside zone uh counter draw quarterback power they do it all with him and it has been so fun to watch uh just studying this tape I mean he kills people and and honestly looks like a running back back there with with his vision his cutting ability how how twitchy he is but he also can throw it He's right, had three passing right. touchdowns in the last that's two years. That's what I'm telling you is, is this guy, you know, when, when he really can figure out, okay, let me extend this play to get it downfield instead of just I'm bigger, faster, and stronger than everybody, uh, he's going to absolutely kill people. And, and so what Duke has to pay attention to, this was kind of similar to, you know, a week ago with, you know, the Seminoles and, and when they're going against Cunningham, those DBs have to stay so disciplined. They have to understand – I can't just sprint up. Even though this guy, I think he trusts his legs better than his arm, you can't just scream up and leave somebody you know, wide open. Defensively, I'm super interested to see the attack here from Duke. Do you put like a guy like Shaka, or, or do you put one of these safeties and just spy? Just have them sit right there. I'll take everything underneath, but mainly I have quarterback. I have Daniels. Anywhere he goes, I'm going to go. So who's the most athletic guy that we have if we're Duke to do that? And who can actually bring him down? Because this guy can run through you as well. So going to be interesting to, to see that attack. You also have to worry about a couple of really good running backs from Kansas. These guys each have you know 200 yards, four touchdowns apiece with with Neal uh, and, and Highshaw there. So you know just seeing what are they going to do from a defensive standpoint will, will be fascinating. When I look at Duke's offense and, and the way that they have been moving the football, it's been so fun to watch Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this guy can can sling it all over the yard. He's used his legs very effectively. Kansas has shown a little bit of a weakness in that. The quarterback can, you know, get some big runs. Houston's guy, not even close to the same athlete that that uh, Riley is, and, and he was running all over him. So is that something where, you know, we might see him run a little bit more in this game just because it's it's so wide open. So I'm very interested, KG. This quarterback battle, uh, under the radar, underappreciated, I think it's going to really deliver. Super underappreciated. Let's put some appreciation on this game. And you bring up Riley Leonard running the ball. He 
did a great job of that against a and I know it was A&T, yeah. but he showed his speed. He showed his athletic ability. That's why he can throw down a 360 dunk, as you've seen, <laughs> if you missed that, go on our YouTube page. So I think both of these quarterbacks are super talented. I, I do think it's going to be kind of a, which, which team can outscore the other because Kansas has given up points. I think right. Duke is coming in, you could say, with the better defense. Now, Kansas has played better opponents. West Virginia and Houston can both score. So whichever defense can really show up and do something is probably going to have the edge here. Mac, I've got to be honest with you. Before I give you my stat, and I'll give you a second to, to uh, if you want to Processes. talk me out of this. Uh-huh. I'm leaning Kansas. I think the difference in this game is that this game's at Kansas. I think that's the biggest difference. These I've been reading about the what Kansas is expecting fan-wise. Like if you give these Kansas students who normally go bonkers for basketball, if you <laughs> give them a reason to show up, that Kansas is a big school. I mean, they're going to bring some fans and I think bring some uh, a true home field advantage. They're behind Lance Leopold. They believe in him. They want to keep him, not let him go to Nebraska, which is what <laughs> has been talking about. So it worries me that this game's on the road. That that's where I'm leaning initially. And my stat will will really blow your mind too, Mac. Oh no. Oh gosh. It's gonna be something about Duke losing. Oh, here's the here's the deal with, okay. with this. Um Duke's defense is so much improved. They're, they're yeah, they playing are. They are. so confidently. I, I still, even with this line right here, I, I do not think that Vegas is taking any of that into account. I mean, they were 10, 11 Well, Vegas has been wrong on Western. Duke. They've been wrong right. on Duke the whole year. Right. That's what I'm telling That's you. True. So I think this is free, easy money right here, oh. guys. It, there's no way Duke's losing by seven. Like, come on. Figure this thing out. I think those guys, again, defensively are playing with a crazy confidence. They're... Let's see here. I have it written down. My eyes are so bad now. I'm just kidding. They're not bad. I just can't see. Eighth nationally, KG. Eighth nationally in turnovers created. What a turnaround. I mean, these guys gave it left and right, and now they're eighth nationally and creating the turnover. So the the point of emphasis there is massive. When you have a running quarterback, they're not the best at tucking that football. Let's knock that thing out. Let's get the rock. And and I think they're going to do it. I think the defense is going to be – what wins this game with two high-powered offenses that want to score, are very efficient. I think this defense can make some noise, get some extra opportunity, and Duke finds a way to, to get it done. We agree on the, the defense being kind of the X factor. I love that you just said, my eyes aren't good. Just kidding. No, you're saying, I can't see my <laughs> so eyes aren't good. Just it's, kidding. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a dual thing here. So I, I've, for those that have locked in on YouTube and see us all the time, I have like shifted my desk. So now I'm in front of this window just so lighting is a little bit better. Your lighting looks but, spectacular. The sun is like bouncing off of my neighbor's oh. house, and so I'm like trying to look at my screen, and it's just kind of getting blasted. The mag is so. being blinded. As my eyes are back. actually fantastic, but when you have light smashing into them, they're not great. <laughs> wow, amazing! This is the insight you come for. Okay, here's my stat, Mac. I'm gonna go and tell you I'm taking Kansas minus seven and a half. The the hook, the point five, I don't love, but you know what? That's Vegas is doing that on purpose. The stat is Kansas is 6-0 and against the spread in their last six games. That's it? Okay. That's yeah, let me that back. That's, That's kind it. of a big deal. Come on. You that know, goes that back to last year. They're due. They're due to oh, lose. Man. And that's what's about to happen right here. Listen, I'm rocking with the road dogs here. I'm rocking with the Blue Devils until proven otherwise. Right. A year ago, I never picked Duke because they're never going <laughs> to win. Now, I, I've got to get burned first and then – I'll leave you. But I think, again, that defense is going to do a great job. I think Riley is a better passing quarterback. So if things get weird mm. and this is a high-scoring game, you need something, I'm I'm leaning with Riley. So okay. I'm, I'm taking Duke straight up here. 
If the Kansas fans don't show up and it's not rowdy, I will stand corrected. I, I think relegation. that's going to be a factor. Relegation. No, both Duke and Kansas are like, forget that. I'm not getting relegated. They're out here balling. Okay, the final game of our big three breakdown here, Notre Dame at North Carolina, a game that we were all pretty excited for when the schedule came out, thinking, oh, we might have two undefeated teams. Yeah, right. Uh, UNC has held up their side of the bargain. Notre Dame is one and two. Unbelievable. But North Carolina is a one and a half point favorite. 330 ABC, the total is 56. FPI gives Notre Dame the edge at 54%. I'm not sure what the reasoning there is. Mac, actually, no, I'm going to wait on my stat because this stat is just mind blowing. But overall, let's just let's start with Notre Dame because we haven't talked as much to Notre Dame on this podcast because they're not a member of the ACC and they won't join. But their starting quarterback gets hurt. Drew Pine is now the guy. The video went viral of Tommy Reese just ripping him. Do your job, man. F, F, F. And the poor guy is just, like, looking petrified. It's amazing that Notre Dame even beat Cal. They flat out can't score. I mean, that's the thing with Notre Dame. They can't score. And what can UNC do, Mac? <laughs> Not defense. This is perfect. No, I was going to say UNC can score. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's true, too. Uh, okay, well, let's start with Notre Dame. Let's start with Notre Dame. Um, because I had that written down. I was just reading that. Uh, so when we look at this, quarterback is an X factor, right? We have no clue what's going to happen. Yeah. We don't know what he's going to do, how he's going to perform. Is he having nightmares of Tommy screaming at that him? Coach savage. Reese, excuse me. It was savage. It was rough. Uh, I can only imagine the frustration levels, though, that, that he was going through. Yeah, but that's your and backup. Like, I get it. Come on, I get man. it. You got to get him at. You got to get. It's a different position. That's why it's the yeah, hardest in, in all of sport. Uh, you know, running back Chris Tyree has been impressive for the last couple of years. He doesn't seem to be the bell cow right now, but he's also probably the best weapon because he can just do so much in the return game as a running back, as a as a pass catcher. Uh, so I think you still have to get him really involved. The one guy that needs to have at least 10 targets, minimum, is Michael Mayer. Yep. I mean, this guy. He's the best player. He's, he's Notre Dame's best he's, player. Yeah, he, I mean, he's Get Adonis out there running around. He's six foot, five and a half, 265 pounds. Like, he is a freak. Get him the football. You have to. Do a little shovel pass, hand it off, whatever it takes. Let's be creative because this guy's so good that he can make people just look absolutely stupid. Defensively, Notre Dame had a lot of excitement coming into this year. They have mm. big Isaiah Foskey coming back at defensive end. They've got some really good pieces at linebacker, uh, defensive backs. You know, they lost a couple, but they feel good about where they are. And those guys just haven't been quite there. Uh, they haven't delivered as much. Now, there have been flashes we've seen where you're like, oh, there it is. That's what we expected to see. But on a consistent basis, KG, it just quite hasn't yet. So I don't know when you have a high-powered offense as UNC has, who's averaging like, 50-plus points a game Literally, right now. Literally, yeah. Uh, yeah, 50. Uh, who, whose quarterback delivers the ball, who's calm as a cucumber. He's going to be at home, getting the ball to his guys. Maybe Josh Downs is back, the best player you know, on the team. And if that happens, I mean, look out. So I, I've been very pleased with what I've seen from this UNC offense. Better than expected, I'd say, after you lose a guy like Sam Howe. Running back of Marion Hampton stepped up massive. I knew that guy was going to be a beast from day one, and he, he's really delivered there. Mac, I see your numbers in this rundown, by the way. You're bringing a little KG stats and info. I love it. That the ACC is 9-37 and overall against Notre Dame, which is interesting. Crazy. Since Notre Dame started playing um, the ACC all the time, those, that, those numbers have gone up. Tar Heels have lost four in a row to Notre Dame and are 2-20 and all time. It makes me think back a couple years ago when Notre Dame was really good, the year they right. played Clemson in the ACC title, the COVID year. And 
North Carolina really pushed them at home, but they just didn't have the depth um, at the end of the game. Notre Dame uh, really controlled that second half. But in that game, Notre Dame had a quarterback. They had Ian Book. <laughs> they had a solid run game. They had a defense with pros on it. They don't have that now. I mean, this offense, the lack of offense for Notre Dame, I hate to simplify it too much, but Notre Dame can't score. All UNC does is score. I just don't know how Notre Dame keeps up. I think if you're UNC, you go out there and you say, this isn't about Notre Dame at all. This is about us. Can they keep up with us? We're going to go play our game. We're going to go play fast. We're going to go score the rock. And you're going to have to score 35 or 40 to beat us. That, that's the way I'd approach this if I'm North Carolina. And that's that's the maturity that I hope that we see from them. And, and that you don't see the brand. You don't see these numbers right. that every Notre Dame fan is going to be throwing at you, that the team's going to be throwing at you. And, and the feeling, I'm sure, will be there. Like, the, these guys aren't dumb. They know, you know, in the last times that they played them, they haven't been able to keep up. That is not the case, as you just said. I mean, the, the confidence that this offense should have moving forward, it, it's electric. And when you have a guy, when you have a quarterback that is as confident as Drake, I mean, this guy's in the media talking about NC State. That game's what like six weeks away. I loved it. I hate that he apologized. Why did he have to apologize? I hate that the card 99 came out and he had, he had to say sorry because I thought it was so funny. And who cares? It's just some banter. That's what makes- back- it, he like, grew up a Carolina guy. What else is he going to say? He's had a a, a a Carolina blue rattler in his hand since he could walk. It makes like, what the, are we doing? The rivalry's fun. Like, chill out, y'all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm with it. So I, I loved it. But it just goes to show you his swagger and his confidence. Yeah. So go out there, deliver. It, it, it's tough historically to pick against Notre Dame here. Right. But I think, as you said, the offense is just too good. The, the key to me is, again, it's going to be the key for North Carolina time and time again because Drake's so good. Just let him cook. Give him time. Give him a little bit of time. Go through his reads. One, two, three, balls out. I mean, these guys have seven, They have eight, excuse me, eight wide receivers with seven or more catches or over 100 yards. He's dishing it to everybody. I mean, it's nuts to see. And like I said, if you see Josh Downs come right. into this offense – just having that go-to guy is going to make it so much better. And that's without Josh Downs, which is unbelievable. Um, okay, KG Stats and Info real quick here. I've got a couple things. <laughs> UNC ranks seventh in the nation in third down conversion percentage. They're converting over 56% of their third downs. On the opposite end, Notre Dame ranks ranks 124th in third down conversion percentage, percentage, they're converting 26% of their third downs. This defense, there's that ain't good. I'll say a little part about the UNC defense. They got to step up, force them off the field. If, you, if you're only converting, you know, one of every four third downs, make it happen. This is the other stat I wanted to share with you, Mac. Tell me if you've ever seen this kind of discrepancy between two teams playing. Points per game through three games. Notre Dame, 18.3. UNC, 51.3. Look, I get it. The opponents have been different, all these things. But I've never seen that. I've never seen that kind of difference between points per game. That's unreal. It's crazy. One thing to, to keep in mind, too, though, um, you talk about the opponents. I mean, this is this is North Carolina's first real test. I mean, they, they've True. been playing FCS and G5 and you know, had their hands full. Um, that this is the first one. So I, I think we're going to learn a, a bit about them. And some people are saying, no, Notre Dame's so bad. That defense can still get you. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting. I think we learn a lot from UNC here. I'm taking them to cover, mm. as crazy as it sounds. I'm going with them to win here. And I'm actually going to go the under. I, I, I think that, number one, Notre Dame can't score. 
Number two, North Carolina might struggle to score, at least at first. Hmm. And so okay. I, I'm feeling good about under 55. I like that, too. I like the under, maybe a little more nerves and just not playing as loose. But right. I like this game's in Chapel Hill for UNC. I'm taking UNC minus one and a half. I just yeah. have and to. And they're coming off a bye. There might be some yeah, rust. You know, it's a weird thing coming off a bye because you're like, okay, we're healthy, but we haven't played. So it's yeah. it's a weird it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. As offensive people, Mac and I could not pick Notre Dame in that kind of situation. When you're averaging 18 <laughs> points per game, I can't pick you. It's against my religion. Okay. No. Do okay, well, here's a question though. Do they score more than 18 against Carolina? Probably because it's Carolina's defense. That's right. Probably. That's a great answer. Also, great answer. that was not when I said it's against my religion, that was a joke. There was nothing to do with Catholicism. Okay, anyway, just gonna put that out there. All right. Friday Bye. night. Friday night. Tonight. Let's get to the speed round. We've got a few other Come games on. to break down Let's here. Go. We've got another Friday night game. Last week's Friday night game, Louisville and FSU delivered. So will this one? I think so. Virginia at Syracuse. Syracuse is a nine-point favorite. This is tonight, 7 p.m. on ESPN. The total's at 53. FPI is 86% Syracuse here. Who would have thought? that three weeks in going into week four, we would have this matchup and we would all say, without a doubt, Syracuse has the better quarterback in this game, at least how they've performed this season, okay? I mean, Schrader has been unreal. Syracuse is coming off a game where they didn't play as well offensively as we've seen in the past. UVA is coming off a win, but they, you know, they played okay defensively and they only scored 16 points. They fumbled the ball three times. You've got the Robert and I... Storyline here. I don't. I don't really know what to make of this game, Mac. What do you think? Well, here's here's really all you need to know is mm. uh, Sean Tucker is is going to rush for like all the yards. Like this, Virginia. You have so little is, faith in this UVA defense. Virginia is going to have so much PTSD of what Illinois did to them. They're going to see it again. They're like going to think it's that game, but it's not. It's Sean Tucker. Somebody better uh, just hammering them time and time again. I think this line. This line has moved a little bit. Um, it was double digits. Now it's down to nine. I, I think. Cuse does it. I mean, I think that this offense is playing at a high level. The confidence in Garrett Schrader is at an all-time high. Uh, we're we're going to see Sean Tucker, I think, be angry and want to have a much bigger game. And against a defense like this, I think he does that no problem. I think the defense for Syracuse is maybe not quite embarrassed, uh, but not happy. They were not pleased with their performance either. Sean Tucker wasn't a week ago. They're not either. I mean, they got like housed, 450 yeah. passing yards almost on those guys. They're going to want to make a statement, especially against this struggling UVA team. These guys are number one in the ACC and drops. So for whatever reason, Unreal. Brennan and, and these great wide receivers, Makes loaded no room, they're not on the same page. And so I think Cuse takes advantage of that. I think they get it done. I feel this game makes me uncomfortable because I think nine points is just a lot. For an ACC game sure. on a Friday night, but mind you, they just killed Louisville. I know. Don't forget we that. all took Louisville to cover, them. and that was stupid. <laughs> and Syracuse made us look stupid. The one thing that I think is a difference here: Purdue has a very talented quarterback and wide receiver in Charlie Jones. They pass the ball over the place. The old UVA, you'd think they're going to do that, but from what but. they've done this year, it really hasn't happened. But I think there's potential right. for that to happen. And Syracuse again is coming I off agree. a game where they didn't look great. I'm going to take a flyer. I'm going to take Virginia plus nine. I think Syracuse still wins. I think short week, maybe an uglier game. Give me Syracuse to win, but give me Virginia to cover. I, I can see it happen. Okay. Because of what we just saw. Well, you're not Virginia. going with it. <laughs> but I'm not going with it because I got to see. I can I can visualize it. I have sure. to see it. I have to see it physically happen. Let's see some pride from so, UVA. That's yeah, kind of what I'm I going mean, it's, for here. 
it's nuts. It is nuts to see the regression from these wide receivers and, and just not getting the brain of the ball. And a lot of people want to say quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Number one in drops in the league, guys. Crazy. I'm looking at when they target Wicks here. 12 of 37, only 150 yards, no TDs, an interception, and a QBR of 11. That makes no sense. One of the best receivers in the country. Crazy. It's crazy. All right, so it'll get fixed. That's what I'm saying. It'll get fixed. <laughs> All right, so Max taking Syracuse. I'm taking... UVA, we'll see. We, we disagree on that Friday night game. All right, Mac, let's get to speed round here. Let's roll through these. Pittsburgh and Rhode Island, there's no line on this. Pittsburgh, like I said on our Monday episode, I thought that was a really good program win for them last week yeah. to win with their third-string quarterback at a team that beat them last year. Who plays? I mean, I think at this point, if Slovis is still not 100%, you don't play him here. There's really no reason to. And Pittsburgh should be completely fine against Rhode Island. Yeah. I totally agree. Like, let's keep Nate in there. Let's build for the future. Let's get him some confidence. Maybe let him throw the ball, you know, upwards of, of 20 times in the game. And then also just to see, you know, Izzy continue to ball out. This guy has really came into his own here. Really what I expected from, from the beginning of the season here. Two-plus games, over 130 yards. Defense needs to go out there and continue to feast. I'd love to see them finally go off. Like, let's see five-plus sacks from these guys. Be that defensive line we know you can be. And get it done. This should be a simple, easy W. A lot of guys getting playing time. Go, go flex your muscles two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. This I think this game is very interesting, even though the line is crazy, because how does NC State look as they get ready for Clemson? <laughs> Number 12, NC okay. State. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying. Okay, little, little look ahead. little look ahead. Little look here. ahead. No, I mean, I, I the line intrigues me, but mainly I just want to see kind of what you were saying on Monday. Let's see Devin Leary get some confidence back in this game. Right. NC State's favored by 39 against UConn at home, 7.30 p.m., ESPNU. That's the main thing I'm watching is how does this NC State offense look? Can Devin Leary maybe develop a little more rapport with some of these receivers? And I mean, he has it from last year. It's weird that we haven't seen it this year. And, of course, Sumo Corn Bay is just that dude. Get him the ball. But that's what I want to see here from Mac is let's have Devin Leary go past the ball for – 250 at least, and then sit, you know, not get hurt. I know, but we'll see how much he actually plays. But let, let's see him look good here. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I'm right there with you. Cleaner game offensively, cleaner game from Devin. I mean, it, it just looked strange. Yeah, like, it's been not weird. the same page, overthrowing guys, miscues. Like, let's get it going. 300 plus is what I want to see, multiple touchdowns. Um, you know, with Clemson on the horizon, you just brought it up there. I am interested to see are, are we are we peeking a little bit? Yeah. How you doing over Very there, Clemson? Possible. And then this is a, a weird game? Uh, or are we going to show we're ready to be a dominant team? We're ready to take this next step, and we're going to kill these guys, and we're going to cover and, and be just fine. I, I lean towards that. I lean towards the latter there, especially after that first game kind of wake-up call against ECU. Um, offensively, too, I need to see Devin Carter get the football. Mm. Like, it has been so strange to see his lack of production, lack of targets even, uh, so hopefully he can get really going. And then defensively, love what I saw from those guys a week ago. They looked fast, physical, aggressive. I think we see more of the same that here today. And that's why I think you know NC State covers. And line-wise, I'll say over just because I, I think mm, – At 49 and a half? I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. You just saw my brain working, doing math very slowly. I'm going NC State with points, and I'm going to go under. I'm going over, and I think UConn covers – I think UConn is an improved team. They're going to score probably 10, 14, so give me the over. I know. They are improved, Mac. Don't lie. You know UConn's improved. 
And I think NC State is looking ahead a little bit. So I think NC State could win this. Okay, like, I like that. Give me, you know, 45 to 10 UConn cover. Okay. Easy. I can't wait for your logo to be on that UConn thing and NC State people just relax. <laughs> we might not even Twitter. put that one on, on the No, we're going to do graphic. it. I think we should do it. I think but we should do it. But y'all hurt me. I, look, I stand by it. <laughs> I stand by it. I love it. I love it. All right. A couple more games here. Florida State, a team that should be ranked, is not. Yeah. If they handle their business, they, they will be. They're undefeated. They host Boston College, 8 p.m. ACCN, prime time game. Florida State is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Mac, I don't like that. That is too many points. That that stresses me out just because w- what's Jordan Travis's status, right? It, and if he does play, is he still – we, we, did we even hear what the injury was technically? So something to the leg, nothing been, specific. It, to me, it's very odd that he has to be kind of like taken off and he's on crutches and he can't come back in and then he's fine next week, right. like completely fine. Right. I don't know. That That's odd to me. And if I'm FSU, if he's not completely fine – I would just play Rotomaker in this game. With how good he was against Louisville and how bad BC's been, you should be fine. And how bad BC's run defense has been for two years now. And guess what you do really well? Run the football. So absolutely. I think if if there's even a question mark that he's not ready, there's no point. There is no point. I mean, if this was an undefeated ranked BC, sure, sure, we we need you to win. This is an Atlanta game. But they have way too many weaknesses that I think Florida State can exploit without their quarterback, that, that it's not a necessary thing to risk further injury. So, man, that, that three-headed monster running back is going to be cooking. Those guys have been electric mm-hmm. all year long. doesn't matter who they play. They're going out there and getting right. theirs. Defensively, for Florida State, I mean, just light fill up. I mean, that that's, that's the biggest key. I'm pressuring them. I'm sending all kinds of stuff. That offensive line is playing so poorly right now. I don't even know if they could target you correctly. So just go up there, send what you send, and you might have a couple of people – hit home. But one thing that that you have to pay attention to when you do that is Zay's going to be one-on-one and uh, he's dangerous. So if Phil finds him, if Phil can hit him, I mean, that's a guy that can absolutely hurt you. For BC, I, I think on the defensive side of the ball, because I kind of just spelled out what you need to do offensively is get Zay the ball a million times. Um, I would 1,000% sell out to stop the run, KG. Mm. I would rather go zero across the board and get burned than not be able to stop the run, or at least limit the run. I mean, if Florida State has more than 200 yards rushing and we don't see a conservative effort to stop that, I think that's that's a, a bad coaching effort mm. at the end of the day. At the end, And of the that's day. what – we know that's what FSU wants to do. That's their bread right. and butter. Even whether it's Jordan Travis or Rotomaker, they have three legitimate weapons at running back. Right. And yeah. that's what kept them in the game against Louisville when Rotomaker was kind of figuring it out. But I think, you know – this line stresses me out because to say to say at the beginning of the year, you're going to take FSU. Say it. <laughs> no, no, but imagine this, Mac. You're going to take FSU minus 17 and a half in an ACC game. I'd be like, what? what no why? Shot. Why am I doing no that? Shot. But no shot. things have changed. But, and it's not just but. FSU in this game. It's BC and how bad BC has looked. It's just been Do it with me. shocking. Come on. I feel uncomfortable, but I'm taking FSU to cover, but I feel yes. uncomfortable, Mac. Yes. What are you, over under, where are you going? 48 and a half. I, I don't think BC is going to score, so I would go under. I don't really know how BC is going to score. <laughs> yes. Take the points. Take the under. This is going to be a horrible game. I'm so It's going to be a horrible game. FSU is going to roll. Uh, my brother EJ Manuel is home. He's going to be so excited. Cannot wait to see his face and his excitement. The EJ factor. It's a good point. The EJ factor. Yeah. Don't forget, he's going to be in the locker room getting those guys jacked up. Uh, like so, a yeah, Jameis speech I'm, kind of thing? 
Uh, much better. Much better. Much better. <laughs> EJ's. All right, we got three games left. A little more. Uh, yeah, he's going to handle that. Okay, three games left. Let's get to these. So Louisville's playing South Florida. South Florida with Jeff Scott almost beat Florida this past week, but <laughs> did it. But still, this game, at first you just thought it was a dub, but now I'm a little more worried for Louisville. I, okay. I think Malik Cunningham just needs to do what he does, but – I don't like 14 and a half. That stresses me out. Everything stresses me out this week, Mac. Oh, my God. You're, take, you're taking the Bulls here? Yeah. You're taking the Bulls? Yeah. Give me South Florida plus 14 and a half. All right. We've got to make an extra graphic. This is perfect. We're doing it. We're making more graphics. I'm taking <laughs> Louisville because I, I think that uh, South Florida is going to be so drained. That's a good So point. much emotion went into that game. And I think Leak is cooking at a high, high temperature right now. I think Malik is going to mm-hmm. absolutely go off. He, he's rushed for 100 plus. He's thrown for 200 plus in the last two games. I think he's continuing to get better and, and feel more and more confident as the only guy. Uh, and, and I think he thrives in that. I, I think these guys really get it going. The one thing that's interesting is will USF be able to run the football? Mm. They killed Florida. They did. Almost 300 yards rushing. Louisville's run defense has been better. Uh, will be interesting to see there. I'm taking the cards, and I'm taking – I'm taking the under. Yeah, 64 is a really high number. Not only where is USF mentally, where's Louisville? Think about that too, Mac. All right. At one and two, absolutely. Miami, 25 Miami playing Middle Tennessee. Miami's a 27-point favorite, 330 on ACC Network. Got to bounce back here, but you don't have Restrepo still. He's out for six weeks, which is an absolute bummer. But I think Miami's going to bounce back. But to me, this is super easy, Mac. I'm taking Middle Tennessee plus 27. I don't think – I don't think Miami covers like that. I mean, they beat Southern Miss 31 to 7. This is amazing. This is so awesome. I'm throwing I, out this, winners. The, the, the confidence that I, we're going to, there's going to be so much separation this, after this weekend. Are we just it's counting so every pick? We're just counting every pick. It, we're going, right, yes. We're, I'm going to be so embarrassed come Monday if this happens the way that you. I'm also start. living on the edge. I will be very, um, very honest. <laughs> I think that Coach Cristobal and this staff, have like put the fear of God into these guys. I think they're going to Does that respond. always work? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think that they play super inspired. Yeah. I, I think that they saw the opportunity that they had a week ago. They couldn't finish the drill. And I think that they're going to want to kill Middle Tennessee State or Middle Tennessee. I, I think they honestly go out there with, with uh, we want to hurt you mentality because of what happened a week ago. I hope and so. with that comes a lot of points, a dominating defense performance, TVD locks in, these receivers lock in and catch the football, and I think these guys roll. I think they If roll. Restrepo was playing, but you it, feel a lot TVD hasn't really proved to me that he can he can that another guy can be his go-to. Like he okay, missed sure. Restrepo. Bad. Yeah, cuz they drop because they drop it. Yeah, yeah it's, sure. it's on both of them. It's on both the quarterbacks. Well, here's the deal. Uh, if you throw it so hard to get stuck in their face mask, it they counts as a catch. catch. So that's what I want. I'm just kidding. We have been wild in this speed <laughs> round, and I've loved it. Okay. The last too. one, Mac, I, I think we're agreeing here. Georgia Tech at oh, Central Florida, 4 p.m. on ESPNU. Central Florida is a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. I Georgia Tech didn't score against Ole Miss. I think Central Florida covers. I think this is just sad. Here's one rule of thumb. Never, ever, never schedule on purpose a directional Florida school. Don't do it. You don't want those problems. And guess what? Central isn't even a direction, but you don't want to do that either. So I'm with you. I I think that these guys roll. I think Georgia Tech is in a dark, dark place Mm. right now. I would love to to just know the, I don't know, level of commitment from from guys, from other staff members. It's got to be a weird place because everybody and their mom is screaming, 
Jeff Collins on the hot seat. Yeah. Jeff Collins is gone. And you hear that. We're not deaf. We're not right. dumb. We're not, not on media. Twitter. Those guys see it. And uh, do I think that's smart? No. Is it going to happen in this world? Probably. And I hate it. Uh, but it's it's something that that can affect your team. And I think it's going to affect these guys right here. They're going to the bounce house. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be electric. Good luck. Hold on. And to your point, Mac, these are two games that Georgia Tech does not need to play. Ole Miss. No. And Central Florida back to back. How Come it, on. did Dan Radakovich do this? Do I no. need to call Dan? Is he the reason for all this? I don't think we need this to find was out. scheduled. This, well, maybe if it was scheduled ten years ago. I bet it was. Ten plus I'm years call ago. Dan. We're gonna get Dan on the line. We're gonna ask him why did he do this to Georgia why? Tech? We keep ending with Georgia Tech. Such a sad note. Uh, guys, yes. we've made some wild picks today. We, Mac, if you want, we'll put them all on Twitter. We'll Load see what up. happens. Give me UConn to cover, Brett. baby. <laughs> yeah. BG is going to be working overtime. He's making the graphics. We're doing this thing. Uh, but, guys, that's it. Another great episode. A great weekend ahead of us. Cannot wait to break it all down on Monday. Uh, and then we just keep rolling. Weeks are coming in a hurry. Uh, it's, it's a lot of exciting time. So do what you can. Go get SiriusXM. Get it on your phone. Get it in your car. Let us just go with you everywhere that you go. But we also need you to go over to YouTube. We will follow you. Go over you. to Apple. We will follow. That's a, is that a song? I will follow you. Okay. Anyway, uh, but go over there. Rate, review, subscribe. We got <laughs> Always great to hear from you guys. But until next time, we'll see y'all. <laughs>